0: Welcome to Access Utah. I'm Tom Williams. A Utah nonprofit is leading a campaign against a nationwide fast food chain, which they claim is objectifying women in its advertising. Twin sisters Lindsay and Lexi Kite are pushing back against a Carl's Jr. advertising campaign. The ads, uh, which you've probably seen, feature bikini-clad women eating the fast food chain's burgers in a seductive manner. Um, Lindsay and Lexi Kite hold doctorate degrees from University of Utah. They run a nonprofit called Beauty Redefined, which focuses on issues surrounding women's body image and media influence. They've engaged the public through a social media campaign using uh, hashtags #CutTheCarls and #MoreThanMeat as rallying points, and they're asking consumers to boycott Carl's Jr. in order to involve the company in a conversation about sexual objectification in advertising. And this has hit big for one example on the Salt Lake Tribune's website, a story on this, uh, some 350 comments, and this has gone national. We're going to talk about this uh, today. Is this uh, just effective and harmless advertising? Carl's Jr. says, we're targeting a specific demographic. It's hungry young men. That's who we're targeting. And so, of course, we're going to use bikini-clad women, and it's very effective. Um, others say that this is harmful to women and indeed to, to men. We are bringing in on the telephone Lexi Kite, PhD, who is a co-director of Beauty Redefined. Welcome to the program.
1: Hi, thanks for having me.
0: We appreciate you taking the time. And in studio we have with us Candy Carter-Olson, who is assistant professor of media and society, uh, and uh, she's on the Commission on the Status of Women for the Association for um, Education and Journalism and Mass Communication. And uh, Candy Carter Olson, you uh, study these women in media, mm-hmm. the, these sorts of things. So welcome to the program.
2: Thank you. Nice to be here.
0: Lexi Kite, um, I, I think we've been aware of these Carl's Jr. ads for a while. Uh, what finally pushed uh, you over the top in terms of uh, we got to do something here?
1: You know, I think at Beauty Redefined, we do a lot of these campaigns. We've done them about Victoria's Secret, which was a large portion of my uh, PhD work. Um, The Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue, you know, the list goes on. But I think the thing that pushed this Carl's Jr. campaign over the edge into really viral territory was that social media is more powerful than ever before. And the second that we used you know, kind of a more credible voice to speak up about this and to use research to back up how harmful sexual objectification is, people got on board really quickly. I think a lot of people are excited by the fact that their voice can be heard when they get involved with a campaign like this. They don't have to sit on the sidelines anymore and just, you know, roll their eyes or, you know, shut off their TVs.
0: And it seems like, and I could have guessed that you would have answered it the following way, um, it seems to me these, these ads have gotten more and more racy. I think. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The latest one has uh, two women and it's basically, you know, referencing a threesome with a hamburger and it is completely degrading and disgusting. So Carl's Jr. is doing whatever it can. You know, for them, this is probably great press. But we like to think that the old adage, you know, any press is great press doesn't really stand up here because Carl's Jr. has a huge backlash of people, both men and women, that are really disgusted by what they're doing here. and. We're harnessing that and using it to hopefully be able to speak up and get their attention, which I know we have.
0: So you're urging a boycott, um, and uh, you know I think you're realistic in the fact that you know you're not going to close down Carl's Junior's. What do yeah. you hope? What do you hope the uh, the parent company, is CKE Restaurants, what do you, what do you hope they uh, do?
1: You know, I mean, our hopes really aren't on the fact that Carl's Junior is going to do much of anything. They're going to stand by this probably. But what we do hope is that people will be able to get involved in this and say, hey, you know what? I'm starting to recognize that sexual objectification isn't isolated to Carl's Jr. and that this is incredibly harmful. It is the wallpaper of our lives. It's almost invisible to us. It's so normal. And get people to really... Look at this and see what a problem it is and know that they can take a stand and that they can have their voice be heard. Social media, like I said, is incredibly powerful right now. And this is an opportunity, especially for young guys, those young, hungry, 18 to 35-year-old guys, to be able to, you know, there's a lot of them that are disgusted by these ads, that love their daughters or wives or women in general, They respect them as more than just, you know, meat to be consumed. And they don't get a lot of opportunities to really stand up, you know, past maybe a Facebook status or just talking to girls or women in their lives. But this is an opportunity for them to do that.
0: Let's bring in Candy Carter Olson. Um, a lot of the comments, and I would, you know, if I had to uh, rate the percentages uh, you know majority are probably in support of, of boycott or at least the idea that this is harmful but the, there's a sizable minority if you read these comments uh, they're they're saying something like this is Darius Heron of Salt Lake City and he uh, he he's quoted in KUTV and via Salt Lake Tribune says I don't think see anything offensive in it it's beautiful people eating beautiful food so <laughs> Candy Carter Olson what what's the what's the harm
2: what's the harm um, there are v- layers of harm here. So first of all, as Lexi said, this is the wallpaper of our lives. We see um, women being objectified everywhere and men. It's rising for men now too. And so what are the harms? Okay. So it lends itself to rape culture where um, we have this idea that if a woman is out in public, it doesn't matter what she's wearing or what she's doing, everybody should have access to her body in some way, and be able to catcall her, um, which Fox and Friends says is just men, boys being boys, and we should just let boys being boys, even though it intimidates women and makes them scared to go out in public. Um, It makes women uncomfortable in their own skins. And so, obviously, I work with college-age women. um, And we have seen eating disorders become normalized for a lot of these women. It's what. You know, it's what they do, and they don't realize how harmful it is until they're really, really sick. Um, And then it's almost too late for some of them. Um, And for men, I mean, as Lexi was saying, you know, a lot of men don't get involved with it, but it puts men in a box, too. It says, men, this is the only thing that you can be interested in. The only thing you should be interested in is a woman. How shallow and... Um, vapid do you have to be as a man that that is the only kind of woman you can possibly be interested in?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, uh, we're opening phone lines here. We have email, and you can respond on Twitter as well. We're talking with uh, Lexi uh, Kite, uh, Ph.D. She is co-director of Beauty Redefined, which uh, uh, has interest in and uh, looks at uh, women's body image, women in media. And uh, she, along with her sister Lindsay, are urging a boycott of Carl's Jr. uh, over their racy ads for their hamburgers, which they say objectifies women and is harmful to women and and to men. Uh, We have Candy Carter Olson with us as well who is uh, in the journalism department at uh, Utah State University. She's assistant professor of media and society at Utah State University. You can respond. We'd love to get your opinion. Do you think this is just good, effective advertising? Carl's Jr., after all, is focusing on young, hungry men, so of course they're going to feature racy uh, women in their advertising. Or is this, as Lexi says, and we're going to get to this next, a public health crisis? Uh, The number to call is 1-800-826-1495. 1-800-826-1495. You can join us by email to upraxcess at gmail.com. And if you'd like to join us uh, on uh, Twitter, use the hashtags being used by Beauty Redefined. Cut the Carls, that's the hashtag, and that'll come uh, straight to to us. Uh, So Lexi Kite, um, you have a... uh, a quote in the Salt Lake Tribune I'd like to have you uh, expand on. You say this isn't women that are just jealous of beautiful women. This isn't women that are worried that their husbands are going to see things. This is honestly a public health crisis. Use that phrase, public health crisis.
1: Yeah. Um, and I know that people can take that out of context, but you reference uh, all the comments on stories and beauty redefined it. Uh, we did a Associated Press interview and that's when this went viral. We were on CNBC on Friday in L.A. And we uh, have a policy, and we would hope that most other people take this into account. Do not read the comments. (laughs) It turns (laughs) out that the things people write in comment sections are obviously things that I would hope most people would never say in real life. But I, I say that quote that I told the Associated Press, because a lot of the things that people will say to derail this argument is, first, you guys are just... You're just jealous. You're, you're ugly, you're fat, you're whatever. You're just jealous that you don't look like them. And we get that a lot. And to that, I would say, if you have to comment on my looks, it is because you cannot comprehend my words. And you are doing the very thing that we are fighting against. You are turning me into an object. be looked at and not to be heard, but I have credibility and a lot of experience in speaking about this. So that's where that part comes in. Um, The second part was about, you know, not wanting my husband or husbands to see these things. And this just goes so much further than this. This isn't just a morality argument to say, oh gosh, this indecency, it's getting to be too much, you know, all the sex these days. No, this is so much more. I say this is a public health crisis because in the work that I do, I guarantee you in the work that Candy does, and far beyond that, we see that when you live in a world where girls from a very young age, from the time they are babies, are told how beautiful and how pretty they are, who get you know, makeup kits and high heels when they're just little girls, when they get told that they are to be looked at above all else, and that is what they see in media across the board, that leads them into lives of self-objectification. And that is the idea that you grow up to be looked at, you live to be looked at. You're in a prison of your own body to decorate the world and not to contribute in any other way. And this leads to disordered eating and eating disorders in rampant numbers and epidemic numbers. It leads to body shame. And body shame causes girls and women, in addition to boys and men, to not want to take care of their own bodies. So they aren't physically active because they feel self-conscious of what they look like. They don't want to go to the gym because they don't want somebody to look at them and think that they look gross or sweaty or jiggly or whatever else it is. It causes girls and women to stay in the prison of their own bodies and believe that their bodies are burdens instead of gifts that allow them to move and live and contribute and you know, do so much good in a world that is desperate for more goodness and more women standing up for themselves. So I say it's a public health crisis because I really believe that it is. We cannot continue to sell the lie that girls and women are sexual objects available for, you know, the sexual use and gratification of everybody else, but not, you know, beings, not human beings that are also sexual, but sexual and sexy are very different. If you sell this one view of sexy, you're damaging sexuality for everybody. I fully believe that. So... Yeah, I, I feel passionate about this, and I stand by that. I think that, you know, if we let the commenters uh, derail this argument into something that's about jealousy or about, you know, re-objectifying me or my sister or whoever else is speaking up about this, then we're letting them win, so we have to fight back against this.
0: Candy Carter also now get your response to this, and and maybe I could have you start to specifically with this link between the media and, and what we do and how we think of women. Lexi said that... Um, uh, you know we give uh, young girls makeup kits we we mm-hmm. reinforce that uh, you know they're they're useful because they're beautiful um, so at least part of that is on us right as parents and on and so where, where does the where's the connection with the with the media what's I guess that's reinforcing those messages
2: uh, yeah it does reinforce those messages and um, I am a parent of twin boys they're six years old and um, and, you know, it doesn't matter how much I shelter my boys because you cannot shelter your kids forever. They're going to go out in the world and they are going to encounter these ideas of who they should be and what they should be and what ideals they should fit in. So, um, for example, I like to bring this one one up in class about gender ideals that um, get broken all the time. But one of my sons adores the color pink. It's his favorite color mm-hmm. Um And he chose pink shoes this year for school. And I was like, all right, have a good time. Wear your pink shoes. And um, another kid in their class walked up to his twin brother and said, your brother wears girl shoes. And Christopher looked at him and he said, there is no such thing as a girl color or boy color or girl Mm -hmm. clothes or boy clothes. He can wear what he wants. And I was like, high five, little dude. Um, The media messages are powerful, but we can be more powerful. And that's why Lexi and Lindsay's message is so important because it tells us that we don't ha just have to sit there watching um watching these women wash cars while eating a
1: mm-hmm. burger,
2: which is completely disgusting by the way. Um, <laughs> um, why would you ever do that? Amen <laughs> um. You, you don't just have to sit there. You can turn and have the conversation. And it can be at an age-appropriate level. There's a lot of uh, child-centric movements around there, helping parents to do these interventions, particularly with girls. I think they need to be done with boys as well, because if we're not training our boys um, early, they're going to grow up in the exact same boxes. Um, but there are some great movements out there, like A Mighty Girl which um, is a website that publishes books and, um, and toys and all sorts of things that are empowering to women. And then um, it gives memes every day of women or girls who are succeeding like girls who have won science competitions or who have had these great science breakthroughs. They particularly tend to focus on STEM field things. Um, there's Goldie Blocks, which is an engineering um, an engineering toy that was designed just for girls and um, has really taken off. And they come with books about girls being able to do engineering. Um, so, yeah, what's the connection? Yes, we're exposing our children to just a lot of media. But if you just sit your kid kid down in front of the TV and walk away, you're not doing Anyone a service you need to sit down and actually think about what messages you're getting at the same time as what messages your child is getting and combat it. You need to talk about it mm.
0: so we're going to take a break before we do uh, Lexi Kite um, uh, back to goals. I guess one of the things that you would like to see happen with this campaign is that conversation that uh, that yeah. Candy, candy's talking about um, and and maybe starting with your with your family. <coughs>
1: Oh, yes, definitely. I think that one thing that Beauty Redefined is known for is that we aren't just pointing out the problem in media, but we're providing solutions. We're really trying to have you know a light at the end of that tunnel. And one of those things is that when people on social media that other people are also disgusted by this sexual objectification and not just because we're all prudes or, you know, whatever it is, but that this is actually a problem, it gives somebody the opportunity to let their voice be heard too, to stand up and say, you know what, I don't have to sit on the fence anymore and just watch this stuff and think, boys will be boys or whatever those awful phrases are. But people can actually choose a side. And this is a perfect opportunity. You know, as terrible as those sexually objectifying commercials are, they give us an opportunity to use media literacy to critically break down what we're seeing everywhere, not just in Carl's Jr. And we hope that people will take this opportunity. We can talk to each other. We can stand up and pick a side, and it's time.
0: We're going to take a break. We're talking with uh, Lexi Kite, along with her sister, uh, has an organization um, called Beauty Redefined, and it's beautyredefined.org if you'd like to go there. And they're pushing back against these uh, racy uh, Carl's Jr. ads, uh, bikini-clad models, uh, hawking hamburgers. And uh, this is getting us into a discussion of objectification of women, the influence of media, how do we push back against this. By the way, the hashtag, they're using one of the hashtags, that's what we're using this morning, is uh, Cut the Carl's. And you can get a comment uh, through to us. You can also join us by email to upraxis at gmail.com, upraxis at gmail.com. You can call us at 1-800-826-1495. We have with us Candy Carter Olson as well, Assistant Professor of Media and Society at Utah State University. Uh, When we come back, um, Lexi, I'm going to have you uh, talk a little bit about... um, Interesting article or, or series of questions and answers written by your sister Lindsay, mm-hmm. although you say on this that you uh, say ditto to this, and uh, she takes us through um, you know starting very early in her life and 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 how these images and how she felt about her body. Uh, I think this is always good for. I guess anyone to read a lot of the women in the audience will, uh, will be nodding their heads about this when we go into it uh, I as a man was learning some things I think and, and, and I think it's, it's good to, to uh, see how early this starts yeah. and, and what happens so we'll do that uh, and talk much more about this when we come back from this break The U.S. Agriculture Department has a new organic way to keep down weeds. We had the idea of, I wonder if you could use sandblasters to kill weeds. Initially, we thought that had to be the dumbest idea in the world. I still can hardly believe that it works. Weed whacking with a sandblaster. I'm Steve Kerwood, and that's next time on Living on Earth from PRI. Wednesday morning at 10
2: on Utah Public Radio.
1: Programming on Utah Public Radio is made possible in part by our members And Crumb Brothers Artisan Bread in Logan, open Monday through Friday until 3 p.m. A wholesale retail company dedicated to crafting a selection of artisan breads and pastries using old-world techniques of preparation and baking. Information at crumbbrothers.com.
0: On the next humankind, the plight of kids whose parents are in prison.
2: This is about children. And the point is, are we willing to continue to punish people's kids? Because that's really what's happening here.
0: Here are special documentary, Children Left Behind.
2: Next time on Humankind.
0: Thursday night at 8.30 on Utah Public Radio.